Let's foray into Nevada's wild spaces. This is a half an hour adventure with the Nevada Department of Wildlife. This is Nevada Wild. Here on this Welcome to Nevada Wild, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife. I'm Ashley Sanchez, here with co-host Aaron Keller. And today we have our fishing experts from around the state. We have Abby Zarnecki from Southern Nevada, Joe Doucette from Eastern Nevada, and Jan Nemec from Western Nevada. Thank you all for joining us. It's always good to have you guys on the podcast. Hi, guys. Thanks for having us. Yep, thanks for having us. Of course, who doesn't like to hear about fishing? I actually think fishing podcasts are some of our most popular, and part of that's because you guys are usually our guests for those ones, so you always have lots of great information, and before we got started, we were saying how we could kind of just make our way around the state, um, talking about all the different fishing conditions for people, so where should we start, Aaron? I think we start with Abby. Okay, so Abby, do you want to take it away and kind of just tell us all of the different waters you'd recommend for Southern Region and just how they're looking for fishing right now? Yeah, definitely. So we just had a little heat wave. It seems to subside for this week, so that's a nice little break. But um, as the heat goes up and down, it's definitely recommended to get out fishing right at sunrise when the fishing is actually really good. And um, even sunset is good. Um, we're fishing mainly warm water species. And even um, up near Piotr, where we have Eagle Valley and Echo Canyon State Park, the waters are just even getting warm during the day. So uh, fishing still best early in the morning. And then as it warms up, you can catch some bass and crappie in those areas as well. Um, we are already reaching some drought conditions along the Colorado River. So it is recommended to be very careful along the shorelines as the water is literally just dropping like a foot. Um, sometimes a day, a week in some areas, it's pretty rough. And I just went out there last week and to be very careful along the shorelines. Um, some areas it's sandy, so it's almost like quicksand. And so we don't want people getting stuck. We don't want their vehicles getting stuck. Um, and... Uh, especially at like Lake Mead and along um, those shorelines, just to be really careful and cautious. And they are working to work on the fish, fishing piers and the launch ramps. And with that said, with the launch ramps, when the conditions are good and you're out early or late, uh, the boils are popping up, and it is pretty amazing right now getting to see that in the striper action and um, catching some bait fish too. Okay, I think I even saw on your Facebook it looked like you had caught some good size fish. I think you tried out one of our um, our one of the Aaron, help me out here. I say it weird. Yeah, so the no, like, lure. Yes, the lure. I always say that yeah, word oh, weird, so that's trap. why I was avoiding saying it. <laughs> yeah, didn't you give yeah, we, give ours a try? Yeah, right before sunrise, we had a minute before we did a survey, and we were working that night. And we saw some boils, and so um, the, uh, our biologist actually pulled me right up to the boil and cast right outside of it and was able to get a striper. <laughs> right nice. Away. And was that the, the lure that you decorated or designed? Uh, fisheries, I think, 
uh, kind of did, and it is based on a Threadfin Shad. It has some nice bright colors, kind of like a uh, rainbow too, so it's great for a bath, all bath. And uh, we do still have some giveaway, some uh, available uh, for participants in our in some of our programs. Nice. Very cool. And to clarify, I know what a lore is. I've just multiple just people have it. recently pointed out to me that I say it weird, so <laughs> I didn't want to have to say it. Um, and then, well, that's awesome. And you've been doing a lot of webinars recently, haven't you? Just yeah, we past uh, months. have Black Bath coming up again. Uh, I know we've been competing with uh, a lot of outdoor opportunities so uh, just keep that in mind after dinner um, we have some educational opportunities still online uh, as we transition to in-person classes got it yeah so head to our facebook you could see all of the upcoming webinars and then um, check out what webinars we have one night do a webinar the next get out there at sunset and go, go fishing use the information yeah exactly yeah. thank you abby lots of good information I think we'll go to Western Nevada next with Jan. Hey, absolutely. Um, <laughs> fishing has been excellent. Um, flows and temperatures up to this point, just about everywhere, has been very, very good. I, for some reason this year, have gotten really hung up uh, so far this year on some of the smaller creeks. And I feel like it's something I don't do that often. But uh, when you kind of start doing it, it, it's great. You're pretty much always in the shade, and um, flows again is amazing up to this point. Just uh, some of the, the small creeks coming out of the Sierras, especially um, Truckee Tributary, Hunter Creek, uh, Dog Valley Creek, or going uh, other direction towards Mount Rose, some of those smaller creeks, uh, Green Creek, White Creek, uh, Thomas, um, all have been a lot of fun this year um, up to this point for sure. Uh, the river was not having a huge, um, huge runoff. Uh, when I'm referring to Bell River, I guess it's the Dutch Rocky River here, um, since it runs right through town and through a big part of the western, I guess, part of the state. Um, it has been excellent so far um, up to this point. We're definitely seeing flows start to drop. I was out a couple days ago and we saw that overnight drop that, you know, was maybe six inches on the rock, so we certainly saw um, a, a good-sized drop here recently. But um, I looked at temperatures even this morning at uh, kind of the last week, and temperatures on the Truckee have been um, still very good. So uh, we're like uh, low to mid-60s in the morning and then up to uh, 70 or low 70s in the afternoon. So still very fishable, um, but certainly something to watch. Um, definitely good stuff. Um, some of our re reservoirs as well, um, with not having a lot of snow, I know there's a lot of guys up fishing north, uh, Washoe Valley up in uh, Walk Canyon, Squaw Creek Reservoir um, was phenomenal this spring, um, and is likely still fishing pretty darn good. Good. To that is, go, go ahead, that, I could probably talk for another 15 minutes, it's been a really good spring here. Um, Definitely a good spring and yeah. uh, early summer. I like that you started out with those creeks or some of the smaller streams too, because a lot of those are close. We always promote our urban ponds, and a lot of those are other waters close to home people could easily get to that we don't always promote. So glad you started with those. A lot those. of them we plant, we stock as well. So the spring, um, for example, Thomas Creek is one that gets a pretty good sized plant. So there's 
the fish supplemented in their, their uh, to be caught. Exactly, and all those come from Mason Valley Fish Hatchery when we stock there, and we've been posting those weekly, those stocking updates on our Facebook page. So check that out and head to some of the waters Jan's talked about. Joe, what do we have going on in eastern Nevada? <laughs> <laughs> we saved um, you for last. We have midsummer conditions. Uh, normally, we wouldn't see the conditions we're seeing now in our streams until you know, ju- you know, mid-July. Um, unfortunately, stream flows are going to be hurting later on this summer, but right now they're perfect for fishing. Uh, generally, this time of year, um, the, for example, the South Fork of the Humboldt River would be flowing about 380 CFS, which is just a little high for fishing. It's only flowing at about 70 CFS right now, perfect for fishing. Our small streams, I was up on the Bruno uh, last week, and boy, I was kicking myself for not bringing my fly rod. We were up there for a, for a fencing and riparian project. Um, but it was, uh, flows were perfect. Hoppers are starting to come out. Uh, dry fly season is definitely here upon us. Um, I would get out and take advantage of all of our, our fishing conditions in the streams now rather than wait till later in the summer. When I think we could see some flows that are uh, quite low and damaging to, to some of our fisheries. Uh, our reservoirs are fishing well, um, whether it's Cummins Lake uh, down in Ely, Illapa between Ely and Eureka, uh, Wilson, which is up uh, northwest of Tuscarora, South Fork or Wild Horse, they're all fishing very well. Surface water temperatures are pushing high 60s now, though, so the fish are starting to move a little bit lower into the water column. Uh, so you want to start thinking uh, about getting down to where the fish are. Uh, most of our larger reservoirs, like uh, Wild Horse and South Fork, will have a thermocline in midsummer that will be about 15 to 20 feet deep. So they hit that thermocline, and this is an area where the temperature changes quite drastically. Um, and so it acts kind of like a barrier, and one thing it does, that water below it is so much denser that all the dead insects end up right about where that barrier is. It's got that cooler water, which has a little bit higher oxygen for the, for the trout, and uh, so they've got that cooler conditions, uh, buffet line of uh, aquatic insects, and so if you can get your, uh, your presentation down about 15 feet in, these, uh, uh, in, in this summer heat, man, you're going to start hitting fish. But we're still catching them from shore pretty good. Um, you know, fly fishermen, leech patterns, balanced leeches, coronamids, which is midge larvae doing real well. Bait fishermen, the rainbow garlic-flavored uh, power bait seems to be working real well, as well as night crawlers. Um, spin fishermen, uh, small little minnow imitations uh, like Rapala's, uh, get them down, you know, get a little bit of the deeper diving ones. Um, and, and it's what blue over uh, blue over white or blue over silver seems to work really well out here. Ruby Lake National Wildlife Refuge is now open. The South Marsh is now open to boats with an electric motor. Um, bass fishing will really start to turn on probably about July 4th weekend, um, and that's where everybody goes uh, for bass fishing. Uh, expect really good numbers of bass, maybe not so much uh, in the keeper size. Um, last year it was taking about five or six, seven fish uh, caught to, for every keeper, uh, but it wasn't uncommon to catch 40 or 50 bass in mid to late July and, and August last year. This year uh, I would suspect it's going to be very similar, five to six fish uh, for every keeper, but it shouldn't be a problem catching 
you know, 30, 35 bass, so you can, can get, you know, get a, quite a few keepers. And so it's been really good. I expect um, bass fishing to be really good this summer. It's also picked up at uh, Wild Horse and South Fork. Um, the, the bass bite has been really good, especially late evenings. I've talked to several people that are fishing right about sunset. And uh, at South Fork, where the, the, the largemouth are moving on to structure, um, some guys are having some really good topwater action there along the shoreline. So all in all, right now, this is the time to get out. I wouldn't wait too much longer, so make sure you get your fishing licenses. Uh, check our fishing reports up there at uh, Um We try to get those updated weekly. And so um, now's the time to get your family, get the kids away from the computer and the video screens and get them out fishing. Yeah, Definitely. yeah. Now that you mention it, Joe, the warm water species are really picking up around all around the state. It's great time to get out and try for bass, bluegill, catfish. Mm-hmm. Back yeah. about two weeks ago, um, right about right after Memorial Day weekend, I weighed a thirty pound catfish out of South Fork Reservoir, um, and then I saw on Facebook the other day that somebody caught a fifteen pounder, and these people that had the thirty pounder had four or five others, and there was a group of about six anglers. They had four or five others that were between 5 and 15 pounds. So those, that catfish bite is really turning on. A great time to get your license at EndowLicensing.com, and we're going to take a quick break. We will be right back. You're listening to Nevada Wild. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, leave us a review on iTunes and SoundCloud. For more information on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things wildlife, go to endow.org. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Nevada Wild. Today we are talking summer fishing with all of our angler educators across the state. Always love having them on to talk about fishing. Um, right before the break, we talked about fishing conditions. Aaron, what what question did you have for them? Well, we were just going around, and and uh, we say that the conservation education folks are so easy to talk to on these podcasts. They really they, are. They know how to like rattle off a bunch of stuff all in a row, and I didn't want anybody listening to get lost in that. When we say places are fishing good, like what does that mean, and how can somebody get started? You know, if they want to go fish South Fork and they want to go to Lahont Reservoir or they want to try a small stream or something, um, you know, how do they figure out what to use or where to like, I mean, the streams are long or the lakes and rivers are big, you know. So. That is a good point, especially because we do have people who don't know where to start listening. So, um, Jan, do we, let's start with you. Where would you I'm tell someone to go start? I'm over that. <laughs> um, I feel like we have seen a big increase in anglers here recently and there's a lot of room in the state of Nevada but there's a lot more room as you kind of start pushing out towards the east and I think new places to check out um, obviously the ones up high in the summer um, being Hobart or Marlette those are great they're always fishing pretty darn good during, during the actual season but new places easy to get to um, self-explanatory, um, and really, I don't want to call it a no-brainer, but it's, it's a, it, um, most of the time, it's kind of like those bass that Joe was talking about. It's, it's more, everybody loves more catching and less fishing, and it's more catching and less fishing out at Mahaton, for sure. So, 
Um, we've got low water, um, which is good because it's certainly going to concentrate some of those fish. Um, but we have a lot of bass and several different species to choose from out there. And when I say it's, it's a no-brainer, I don't mean quite that easy, but it's as easy as um, finding a good sandy beach um, just about any time of the day. Evenings um, and mornings are certainly uh, more productive, but um, nice sandy beach and tossing out um, some sort of small spoon um, cast master, something that resembles that big fish. Uh, and there's plenty of bass, very, very, very eager to eat that. Um, rooster tails were great. If I had to call one color of that place, um, it would be uh, chartreuse and white or some combination of those two. Surprise, surprise, bass like white um, and chartreuse. But uh, Lahontan is certainly that place that I would call out for places that don't see a lot of or don't see a tremendous amount of fishing pressure. Um, there's certainly that recreational use on the weekends, but, man, weekdays are great out there um, all summer long. And, again, early and late in the day is more productive, but midday they'll eat. They will. They certainly will. If you're, I uh, guess the one recommendation I would give is if you're not catching fish where you're standing, um, take a little bit of a walk and, and see if you can find the fish because there's certainly, there's certainly fish eager to eat all day there. Yeah, definitely a lawn. It is just a little bit of a stroll, and you'll kind of get into a different spot that maybe has willows or something else that you're not seeing that you definitely. can catch them. And, and multiple species, too. So it's not just just the bass out there. There's catfish, there's carp, there's um, there's a lot of different species to cure boredom, for sure. Yeah, just recently, Jen, we've been getting some, some good-sized largemouth photos. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. It goes with the, the good trout that was caught a few years ago when we had water in there. So yeah. that's awesome. That's awesome. That just uh, shows you how great that fishery is. really does. Uh, Joe, do you want to point out a place in eastern region? You know, if you're new to fishing and, and you want to get your kids to catch fish or you want to catch fish, probably one of the best lakes to go to around here would be Angel Lake which is about 10 miles outside of Wells off of Interstate 80. It's actually one of the highest lakes in the, in the United States you can get to by a blacktop road. It's at 8,400 feet of elevation. Um, you can fish almost anywhere around the lake and catch fish, though I tend to find that the backside, which you've got to hike to, um, gets a little less pressure, so maybe works a little better. There's, there's a couple of ways to fish it. Um, you could take a bobber and suspend a worm about three or four feet underneath the bobber. And realize these are smaller fish, 9, 10, 11, 12 inches, rainbow, brook, and tiger trout. But suspend it about three to four feet um, and, and use a small piece of worm. Don't put a whole night crawler on. I like the little red wigglers. Or if you do get those night crawlers, just pinch off about an inch, inch and a half, and thread that onto the hook. And so you're fishing under that bobber, and you've got to watch the bobber. And as, it, as the summer wears on and they go sometimes maybe a little bit deeper, Use a slip sinker, run your line through the slip sinker, which is a, like, shaped like an egg, has a hole through the middle. Tie a <clears throat> swivel on, about two or three feet a liter, and put a piece of power bait. Roll the power bait in your hand, make a ball out of it, put it around the hook. And before you cast, dip that power bait in the water for about five or ten seconds. That causes it to gel up and solidify so that when you cast, it doesn't come off your hook. What happens then is the slip sinker goes to the bottom of the bottom of the bottom of the lake and power bait floats so it'll float off the bottom a couple of feet however long your leader is 
and those fish cruise along the bottom looking for food. So those are both easy ways to fish out there that don't take a lot of money, you know, five bucks in uh, sinkers and, and hooks and swivels, and four or five dollars, you know, three to five dollars for power bait or a, a cheese type bait or, or night crawlers. And you can use that, those methods at just about any of our reservoirs, but at Angel Lake, the fish are very, very cooperative. Another place would be go to Wild Horse Reservoir where we have lots of perch. So you want to get back in the coves and uh, where there's lots of vegetation and fish around the edges of that vegetation. The perch are hanging around in there. And again, the best way to fish for them is with a bobber. Uh, and they're not really in the power bait so much, so you want to use small worms and suspend that worm again three to four feet underneath the bobber. If you're not catching them there, maybe go to five feet. Um, and they're going to be in the back of those coves. And, and really watch that bobber closely because perch have a very gentle bite. They, they, they just kind of nibble at it. Give them a chance to take it. Don't, do, don't set the hook right at the first sign of the bobber going down. Give it a couple seconds and, and then set the hook. So those are two really easy places to catch fish, great for kids. Um, and bass out here, the, the best technique seems to be to get a, a weedless, uh, hook, hook your stuff weedless, and you can look up how on, on the Internet. But you use, like, about a 4-inch soft plastic grub. We like dark colors with maybe a contrasting lighter color tail or dark colors with a real sparkle red or silver flex in it. Um, and cast it out. Give it a chance to sink. Let it let it sink for a bit, and then just give it a little bit of short jerky motion as you reel it in to the, to your shore. And then I like to use a clock. Um, look at the water as a clock face, with you standing in the middle where the arms would be, and to your left the shoreline is three o'clock or is uh, nine o'clock. To the right at three o'clock. And every five minutes, you know, when you cast in, go five minutes more. So you're actually making a semicircle with all your casts covering a lot of different water. And uh, Ruby Lake National Wildlife Refuge uh, would be a great place. You can fish the dikes and throw those weedless grubs right at the weeds. That's where those bass hang out. You're going to lose some gear, but that's going to be your best chance to catch fish. And if you have a small boat that you can put a, a, a electric motor on, um, getting out in the main South Marsh is really good. But if you don't, you can go to the South Units, um, Unit 21, and they've got maps that will show this. Or you can call me at the Eastern Region, and I'll be glad to talk you through it. But but right up against those weeds with uh, on the dikes, you can fish right from shore and uh, actually catch quite a few, quite a few bass. So those are just some areas to go hit where you can go and have some success early on with some very simple techniques. Yeah, every, giving people options. Yeah, I was gonna say every time we talk to Joe or we get around the eastern region and he brings up perch, it makes me hungry. <laughs> they're right. great eating fish. It takes a couple of them to make a meal because they're small. We can't. We call a keeper size out here about nine, anything nine inches or larger. Though I know some people will keep the eight inches or larger. Yeah, That's too much work. Yep, eating perch is awesome. Yes. So. Abby, um, what do you have down in southern Nevada that you would suggest for people new to fishing? Yeah, definitely. Um, I would make it a family summer camp trip and go up to Eagle Valley Reservoir in Spring Valley State Park up near Pioch. It's uh, three hours out of the Las Vegas Valley, but there's some great places to stop along the way. And you can catch everything from trout to bass. Uh, we even have crappie in there now, and they're all so much fun to catch. And 
with the tricks the other guys have said too, with a little power bait, night crawler combos are always good. Um, and then for free fishing day, I had made the video at one of our urban ponds because the bluegill are kind of our version of perch in the southern region. And they are just biting on everything. And I actually took half a power egg, um, the power bait little eggs, and um, with the ham, put the ham on first, kind of like you would string a fish onto the hook because those uh, little warm water species like catfish and bluegill, they all like stinky meat and um, nice ham action and a little piece of the power egg, uh, the chartreuse color, that green. They just love it and caught um, everybody around the lake was catching uh, the bluegill all day. So you can stay in town and catch bluegill or go out of town and catch trout with those power bait eggs and a little piece of night crawler and a lot of fun for the whole family. Yeah, I would say, Abby, those those power eggs are a great tip for anyone with kids or any kids, people that have kids that want to, they want to cast for themselves. Those power eggs, yeah. you can cast them for hours and they stay on your hook. I, I got to interrupt yeah. just for a quick second. Did anybody get that? We're fishing green eggs and ham. Is that really happening? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so the secret is great. Like I, yes. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Yep. And really is. I have to say, too, at that water that I brought up at Eagle Valley Reservoir a few years ago, my son found a nice little spot, and um, he would actually sit because it was too much for him to hold the pole because he was kind of little, and he would put the pole under his knee. He'd wait for the pole to hit. He'd pick up the pole, hook it, and he used the same power egg for five trout and caught his limit. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty awesome. Well, we are down to the last few minutes. I feel like, as always, we could talk to you guys all day. But any last tips any of you want to give people headed out there? Um, just a couple, two more minutes tops. Um, anyone? As the surface water temperatures warm up with the summer, um, fish early morning or for your best chance. Um, and when the, once those surface water temperatures get in the 70 degrees, um, catch and release doesn't work real well at the reservoirs because most, at least with the, the trout, the, the bass are different. But with the trout, they, they generally aren't going to survive that being fought through that, uh, that warm water. So, uh, but fish deeper in the water column, that's where the trout will be. Fish structure for uh for bass and warm water fish because that's kind of where they're going to be great point joe well thanks again all three of you for joining us always great to have you on thanks for having me of course and that does it for this week's nevada wild get online to endowlicensing.com get your fishing license and get out there Join us again next week for our next adventure, Nevada Wild. It's a production of the Nevada Department of Wildlife.